Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is episode 18 of the Flights of the Roundtable podcast, and we're going to kick this off like the Lakers getting kicked out of the playoffs yesterday. We got the Flights of the Roundtable. The boys are here. The beers are poured, and damn, it feels good to be back with you guys. How is everyone doing? Man, I am doing great. We are having a good, good time here. Already got a few beers down the drain. Oh, yeah. Woo! Yeah, Daniel, you're doing like some like mime motions over there. I'm, yeah, I'm doing yeah. like I'm just getting into the show. Yeah. You know, I'm getting into it. Get into it. Get into it. And those, yeah, those Lakers, Dan, disappointing. Suck. Do you see like, I mean, for the amount of people they have, those just amazing players, for them not to make the playoffs, that's disgusting. It was. Whoa. It was too it's disgusting. It was too top heavy of a roster. I know. And, um, well, Anthony Davis was hurt. Like, yeah, and Anthony yeah, Davis is fucking I mean, Come on, yeah, but I, he's always hurt. The, you know, after the last like two or three years, you kind of—that's what you signed up for with Anthony Davis. Yeah, his injuries. I mean, Dan, do we just dive right into it right now? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you know, Drew, Drew proposed to me today, guys. You know, we kind of started alluding to it, but it just seems like the Lakers got kicked out, and LeBron got all of this just hate. Yeah. Excuse me. He didn't play, but like you know, Drew. What's kind of you know your context here? You know, like, are we doing? You know, why? I know he said. You know, why do you guys think people are so against and hate on LeBron? Yeah, it's like either you like him or loving. You know, people are blaming him a lot for the Lakers not making the playoffs. Um, personally, I don't understand the hate all the time. And the number one reason for that is because you look at all pro athletes and like the trouble they get into and the scandals, you know, everybody like Aaron Rodgers with the shit, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, even Kobe Ryan had some allegations and Sean Watson. Like you see these superstars, you know, LeBron James is a a saint compared to them. He donates so much and he's arguably one of the best player of all time. Like his greatness is uncomparable. And he's he's 37 and he's, he's averaging a little over 30 points a game. Yeah. At 37. No, I agree. He's amazing. Um, the people that are hating him right now is because they, they did like him, and they liked him so much that they're like, what the fuck? Why didn't you make the playoffs? Yes, yeah. you were hurt a little bit, but come on. Do what you need to do to make the playoffs, and that's why people are pissed. Yeah. Florida, Michael, Jordan did not, Michael Jordan didn't make the playoffs every, every season, guys. Yeah, yeah. I, I think for like the first five years of his career, he didn't make the playoffs. No, he didn't. Um, well, he gets hated on because he's in the GOAT conversation, and there's people that love Michael Jordan. It's either Michael Jordan or LeBron, and then some people, like a very tiny sliver of people, will say like Kobe Bryant or something. With all due respect, I mean, Kobe Bryant was great. Yeah. <laughs> but he gets hate on because mostly because he's in the GOAT conversation, and then you have to pick a side, right? You can't have two greatest of all times. So if you're Team Jordan, it's fuck LeBron. And also, I will say... Um, my eyes have been open to it a little bit. Shout out to my um, my buddy Ben because uh, he loves to point that shit out because he's a Michael Jordan fan. Um, that LeBron has this like he's a really nice guy, he's an upstanding citizen. He's a great father. He donates. He's very charitable. Um, he's ne- there's never anything bad about him in terms of his personal life. He but no one's perfect, and he has this like. Um, personality flaw where he likes to make things about him himself yep. up for every little thing like there was like um i don't know there was something he he had an interview after a lakers game and he 
it had nothing to do with him, but he made it about himself. He does do that shit. I, I will admit. And I'm the, like, you know, in this dynamic of Team Jordan or Team LeBron, I'm Team LeBron personally. Yeah. Same. Um, same. So, but I will admit, and, like, he has his fucking personality flaws. So that's what people don't like about so him. So, my rationale, and one thing I want to say too, uh, that I'm going to get to last, my rationale behind the Jordan LeBron debate. I'm I'm Team LeBron. I never saw Michael Jordan play a game. I, I'm I'm kind of you know I, Fair. I, know, I me neither. I, I know the stats. I know Michael has more championships, but I feel like LeBron's accolades outweigh Michael's accolades. And the one thing I want to say too, I saw people last night after the Lakers got eliminated that said the championship they won in a bubble was a Mickey Mouse championship. I think that's false. But let me ask you this, Dan. Did you see the Michael Jordan eight-piece documentary? You're damn right I did. Yeah. So we didn't get to see Michael Jordan, but if you watch that, you get the gist of... And I will say, it made it closer for me after watching that, mm-hmm. but... That documentary I mean, is incredible. That, it yeah. is. It's like it's a flip of a coin. Like they're both. Um, they really are like the two best basketball players of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Jordan is way more accomplished than LeBron. Um, he has better um, uh, playoff performances in terms of points and all that stuff. Um, he may have more MVPs. I'm not sure. Um, and he has obviously more finals. That's for sure. But to be the best player isn't necessarily just accolades. It's also stats, and it's the eyeball dominance, test. Consistency. And dominance and consistency. Yeah. And, um, I mean, if you want to go only accolades, then Bill Russell's the GOAT. I mean, I don't even know yeah. how many championships. Uh, like, 11. Yeah, 11. And, and no one is going to put Bill Russell over, like, Michael Jordan. Like, yeah. no one in the right mind would do that. Because mm-hmm. in one-on-one, basketball is one of those sports you can play one-on-one. It does not have to be five-on-five. It's a very rare sport. No, you I can agree. test right. that theory, who is better, right out away. of 10 games yeah. right away. You can test it. And I'm just saying that in one-on-one, LeBron versus almost anyone is the GOAT. Is the GOAT. He is. Dan, you alluded to the championship they won in the bubble, and I think that's bullshit that people people discredit that. Because, one, they're all professionals, and, two, all these professionals played under the same circumstances. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they played the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse Heat that year. But, (laughs) yes, I don't think it was. I I think that championship is valid. You play who's in front of you. Like, like, you know, like whenever – like t- NFL teams, for example, you play like a shitty team and you win. Maybe you win by a little bit, or people talk about strength of schedule. You play who's in front of you. Yeah. So I, I it kind of pissed me off seeing people trying to discredit his his accolades yesterday. The thing I wonder with the Lakers, with how this season went, obviously Russ is going to get traded, and it kind of sucks because yeah, I know I clown Russell Westbrook sometimes, but the dude is actually an outstanding basketball player. I just think at one point he got into his own head. Um, I do wonder, like, does LeBron ask to go elsewhere yeah. this offseason? Let me say something about the Russell uh, Russell Westbrook thing. Russ. Yeah. Um, he was put in that situation because he, when he was on OKC, there was no one that was that good. So he took, an, uh, took a position where he was the only one on that team that he knew that could, like, take oh, control yeah. of that basketball I- and do a one – out of five thing like we were talking about you know be the best one on the court yeah. out of everyone you know he's, he did that and he did that great he i mean the amount of triple doubles that that man he's, got yeah, that, he's, that's the reason okay so he is the one man for sure that put on a basketball court compared to everyone he's every the triple game. double king for a reason look at back the side of the back it's not when good he's like he's bricking things and i 
I before I thought I still think it's a very impressive stat. I mean, to get an average or triple double for that yeah. long in a row, of course it's impressive. But when it comes to winning a game, they're almost like empty calorie stats because they didn't really contribute to that many wins. It obviously didn't get him a a championship. And now he's with the Lakers, and he's not averaging a triple-double, but he is essentially the same player. And he is – I mean, he's pretty bad. They they banked on – Russell Westbrook, because they knew they couldn't count on Anthony Davis, and you have an aging LeBron, and it didn't pan out. LeBron is now, I mean, he's been out of his prime, I would say, for three years. I think that first bubble year, he was already out of his prime. I mean, even if he's out of the prime, he's still leading the league in scoring. Uh, No, he's not. Oh. The Cameroon center from the Philadelphia 76ers is leading the league in scoring. By point one, something like that? No, it's... By a little bit, actually. Okay. No, it's not to diminish <laughs> LeBron's stats or anything. <laughs> Hell, I think isn't he like second all time in scoring now? Today? Yeah, behind uh, he is. Wilt. Malone? Behind Wilt. Oh, no. Wilt Chamberlain, yeah. Mo- uh, Carl Malone. No, I think it's Wilt. So he's not second all time. Yes, he, he is, is second. He's no. behind Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt Chamberlain's no. first, right? No, it's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, Kareem. Yeah, I think it's Kareem. It is. You're right. Yeah, it's Kareem. Yeah, yeah. That's who it was. Stifler Kareem. is the number one of all time in scoring. So. <laughs> Okay. You guys don't ever Is remember American that movie? Pie? <laughs> Steve Stifler. Oh my Stifler. God. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, American Pie. I was like, that's the only yeah, thing I can legend. think of. Stifler. We'll, we'll have to keep track of the basketball. Yeah. Um, see what that team does this offseason because now they're out of the playoffs. Florian, I want to transition to you. What are we drinking on? Yeah, guys. We this are the fine evening. Flight okay. to the round table, and we drink flights of beer. Yeah. So it's only fitting. Let me round these things off. So, um, I've got a great buzz going on already, just for everyone listening here. It's yeah. fantastic. Yep, feeling um, good. Feeling it's good. been a very low-calorie day for me. Yeah, so. Florian's been busting pools. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> feeling it today. Um, okay, so I'll start left to right. Not necess- Yeah, whatever, left to right. Um, so we got, uh, it's called Three Little Birds. Uh, it's a rice lager. And who's it from, Drew? Birdsong and Triple C and collab. Triple C. It's a collab between Birdsong Brewing and Triple C Brewing in Charlotte, North Carolina. That's fucking cool. That is. Um, the way I described it when I first sampled this thing, um, you know, a couple minutes ago, it's like a, a blend between a Sapporo and like... Um, I don't know like uh what, what what's the uh, blue moon blue moon it's yeah, like blue moon. It, it's kind of like in the middle there the artwork on the can is cool so guys if you're in charlotte or in the north carolina area and you stop by try this it's actually really delicious um, i think they nailed the name too because it's triple c and uh-huh. bird song three little birds three little birds that's that's, 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 I like that's that. perfect i like it that. is cool yeah good name good name for sure um then we have a rainbow sherbet what the hell is this a sour ale um from triple c and that is actually really good i do like that a lot okay um daniel picked this up on the way home today and it slaps i'm not gonna lie it's a good one um then this one i picked out it's from lenny boy brewing and charlotte as well um it's called queen city blues it's a blueberry sour ale yeah we're on that sour ale vibe today um i think it fucking slaps it's it's amazing it's refreshing it's getting hot outside now so this when it's ice cold out of the fridge this shit will uh help you relax and cool off and last but not least, you know, it wouldn't be a Dan beer without a Sycamore Brewing uh, IPA. This time we got the Mountain Candy. Sycamore's uh, it's a staple. It's probably one of their most famous beers. 
Yeah, I think it's a staple. Yeah, for sure. I think of the Hills Have Eyes people, like when I think of Mountain Candy, like oh that's what they would drink. Dude, if you've seen Hills of Eyes, oh my God, that that's a nightmare of a beer. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that, <laughs> no, but this is the opposite of that. It's actually really good. Okay. Um, and I'm not a big IPA guy, so I, you know, take that with a pound of salt. Um, so yeah. Great, great introduction there, Florian. Nice job. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for working really on it. Really putting it yeah. out, yeah. It was sexy. So shout out. Shout out to those beers. Yeah. yeah. Thoroughly enjoying them. Uh, just liking them a lot. Yeah. Um, we put a poll out, and we briefly alluded to it in the last podcast, about what you guys, you as, you know, the audience and the fans would like us to touch on this week, you know, for our top three. So... Drew, what were our choices this week? And I need to hear the percentages. Yeah, yeah, I'm pulling up the results right now. Well, can you pull them up faster? Oh, yeah, hold on. Wi-Fi. Boom. So, yeah, guys, our uh, categories were beer styles, all-time NFL safeties, ethnic cuisines, or video games. And video games won by an astounding 74% of I didn't votes. even vote for video I games. I voted. I voted. Isn't that funny, games. though? Yeah. So I did not expect that. I try not to vote Does on any of our own How many shit. votes? Say how many Dan, votes? Dan, you voted on our own shit, Dan? 16. Drew, Drew asked me to vote. Do you know what? I better never see you in your uh, in voting ever again in our in our the, polls. Daniel, if I see a shared <laughs> or real that. with you in the morning, I'm going to be pissed. Dan, don't be voting. Hey, I, I want to skew the data. Yeah, it's a um, numbers game. I will Daniel. skew your mom. So, gentlemen. <laughs> Leave my mom out of this. So, skew you. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't skews like the barcode? On hey, a no, skews is an item number. It's like the number you give like a fucking That's right. A product. <laughs> <laughs> so what did, the, what did one package say to the other package? Skew you. Skew you. <laughs> So let's let's jump into can it. I, here. Can I go over the rules real, real yes, quick? So we're gonna I need do to video hear the games. Rules. It's video games from all time. You can go from freaking Pong in the seventies to the newest game that came out last Friday, whatever that is. Um, but here's the thing: you can you can only do one from a series. You can't do multiple Call of Duties, Maddens. You know, Grant. So, yeah. But do you know how ridiculous it is? I have to pick a year from Madden. Yes. Yeah. Try your best. Okay. Go for it. You're supposed to come prepared. <laughs> go for it. Drew, why don't you kick it off? Oh, man. I will kick it off. Number three, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare. It was the first game I ever played online. That's the Call of Duty with the night vision in the background. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, That was the first big-time Call of Duty game. Mm -hmm. Did you like that over Modern Warfare 2? Yeah, I was a big Modern Warfare too. Wow. Yeah, I think I did. I think I liked that one too over the Modern Uh Actually, the guns were better in Modern Warfare 2. That's why I actually... I think I liked the guns better. Dude, that game just changed was, online play. It, it did. Like, the way we play online, like that's the game started it. And it brought a ton of people in. Yep. Just nostalgic. 100%. Number two, Grand Theft Auto, Liberty City. Now, they're all good, but that's the one that like... I don't know. This rings bed bell with me with nico bellic listen nico bellic i 100 percent disagree with that because okay. i think san andreas was the one and i, I disagree with that. that oh we getting another one in here and i disagree oh, with that but for no specific reason at all <laughs> it's crazy just because fuck y'all i i, I did yeah. i did like nico bellic yeah he was nico cool bellic. i mean in general that series is just baller right i mean you can you're a gangster and you get to live everything out. It's pretty cool, you know? Yeah, now we got to wait to 2025 for GTA 6. I know. Think of how many crops and har- we could harvest until then, you know? A lot of crops. <laughs> I like crops. Yeah, I like crocs. A lot of yeah, ether. I do too. I might have crop. Dusted us? Yeah. Okay. With, um, with pollen. 
That's then your number one. Number one is NCAA football. That's the game I was the best at. Which one? Uh, I'm going to go 12. So the With. last one they made was 14. 12 had Denard Robinson on it, I believe. No. Yeah. Maybe not? No, no. That had uh, Robert Griffin the third and somebody else. The last it, one they had had Denard Robinson on it. <laughs> yeah, right. Did RG3 play for Michigan too? Oh, God. <laughs> I will say that's my favorite one because I played online a lot, right? Like, like I was a fat, chubby kid in high school. Mm. Like, that's what I did. Like, I had, like, hundreds of wins. Yeah. And I beat the number two guy in the world at the time on online. Right? Are you fucking Let's me? Let's go. Yeah, I moved what up did, from, like, 10,000 to 100. What, what did your weight and physical stature have to do with that? <laughs> Why bring that in? Whoa. I sat inside and played a lot of video games. That's he what I beat did. number two in the world, guys. That's yeah, impressive. That's, how do you know Whoa. he was number two in the world? Because you can see the rankings. Yeah. And I would play a ton. I will say I got lucky. And did. I got a kickoff return at the beginning and got a lucky pick. Uh, that's not luck, things, man. That's how this hey, shit happens. I don't give a damn. That's how, you, that's how that guy probably got number two. I could tell you that That's doing that true. twice or three times i remember i was shaking playing i'm like i can't believe i'm playing <laughs> yeah I, be, I would be sweating my, my my palms literally knees weak arms are heavy I'd be like, know, my dad came there, I'm like, get the fuck out of here dad get out <laughs> get what are you doing in here yeah i said that to my dad he'd pull the thing right out of the yeah. tv yeah he might my dad would too but i mean <laughs> so Shit happens, you know. Who's let's, go, that's Florian's last, right, guys? Florian's, uh, no, we can go to Florian because oh. I think I know Florian's games. Okay. No, I actually <laughs> just switched them up a little bit in my head because now we have to pick fucking years. All right. Um, so Years? Different years? Um, I'm going to say that, you know, before I told Dan Warzone was in my top three, but I'm actually not going to do it. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm going to let one of the other two here say Warzone. It's not and in my top three. And I think I know exactly who that guy is. Um, I'm gonna say Call of Duty World at War. That fucking game was amazing. Uh, that was the zombies in that. That Ooh. was the bet. That was the OG zombies. Yeah. That was the best Call of Duty to play. Not, I'm excluding Warzone because that's new to this fucking yep. OG thing. zombies. Yeah. It was amazing. The fucking MP40. The MP40 is still the meta in Warzone right now, and that fucking it gun is. was the best. That and then the laser gun or whatever the fuck it was. Ray gun. Ray gun. Those the were the Ray two best gun. guns. Okay. That's that good- game was great. That was my number three. Love that. Um, my number two um, was the original Assassin's Creed. I fucking loved okay. the, the Assassin's only thing, Creed. The only thing I didn't like about the first one, it was so damn repetitive. Well, the, the whole game's kind of repetitive. No, I mean, no, no. But this, you this find one, someone, you kill them. No, but this one was, you listen, you go take like something from somebody, then you kill them. So... Um, but no, that that's a good game. I I just loved it. I loved the story. Fucking Ezio Auditore, the De fucking Differenze, fucking this fucking Italian assassin going I, around. I never played Assassin's Creed, dude. Did it's you, amazing. I, oh. I'll tell you about my story. So I got Assassin's Creed. My mom actually got it for me for my birthday. She because she knew that it was like the number one game at the time or whatever. Yeah. Saw me play it for a day, took it away and took it back. She said, that's not allowed in my house. (laughs) Nice. And then I got it about two years later. And then it was kind of starting to fade out, you know? And I was just like, too late and i i wasn't in you know did, at the did you right like timing. sneak it in or did she know you had it at that time she knew i had it at the time uh, but i've it was I've, just out inflation dated, you know? i've inflation. got a i've got a funny story about assassin's creed 2 but i'm gonna tell you guys offline 
All right. All right. It, it needs yeah. to be told offline. So it's an it, offline it really thing. is like just like a, a medieval Grand Theft Auto. You know, it you is, can yeah. literally steal fucking horses. You can just fucking pull up on anyone and stab them in the face. Like, it, really, it, it was really good. I fucking loved That's it. That's cool. And then my number one, it is a sports game. It's the greatest. It's part of the greatest sports franchise ever, FIFA. Um, I'm going to say, I believe it was FIFA 17. It had um they because it was online they adapted it so for the 2018 world cup you can play oh, with world yes. cup squads yep wow and it, it featured uh, like so they you know with fifa you can go to scroll different countries and then play all the clubs in those leagues but then you have an international section where you can play with all the different like national teams but then you had the world cup squads which were separate from those international teams it even some of the squads that were in the World Cup didn't have their uh, national team in the regular game, so you could play with like a Japan or or a Korea or something like that that you couldn't play before. That's that cool. shit was epic. I was watching the fucking World Cup and I was playing those fucking games, those <laughs> matchups. It was the best fucking thing ever. That was like a month of bliss, man. It was amazing. So that's my number one game for sure. Okay, Daniel. Okay, so I have a few. I'm gonna go with Halo. As Good. one of my, my top ones. Nice. You you were nice. the Xbox guy. I know you and Florian both had Xbox. Yep, I was an Xbox person. Halo so one, which one? One, one two? Like Xbox. I would say two or, or Halo three. three. Probably three. Three. Halo three was probably the yeah. one. Um, all right, so number two, I'll go with Warzone, guys. Mm. I was the man. I know. With the plan. I, I know. It's I mean, it's good. It's a. It's the. It's, it's, it is it's honestly the, one of the best games I've ever played in my entire life. It, just the whole concept. It's open world, or not open world, but it's that, fucking well, live. You can fucking shit on people. The, it's it, it's, yes, and it came out at the perfect time, right when COVID started, and yes. it mixed the new style of game, battle royale, with Ta- an all time franchise. Yeah. Talking exactly. Talk about I will always remember. So how are you going to hate something like I, that? Right? I will always remember COVID because of us all playing Warzone and yep. getting dubs. Always remember it. Well, there are one mom we had we had like a hundred wins it was nuts. i know yeah, we were crazy. cranking them out cranking yep. them talk Daniel. about taking an um a shitty situation and turning it into an opportunity mm-hmm. turning garbage into gold like mm-hmm. we, on a friday night if we didn't get four or five wins we were pissed we Good, were, yeah. we're only got two and, and full disclosure for our audience yes we were campers we did we did fucking <laughs> flags we did recons and we camped yes. but we were averaging like five wins a day motherfucker yeah we were i loved it I loved it. And then number three is actually a really big tie because I spent like half my life playing these two games, I would say. Um, NFL Street was one game that I literally fell in love with and I played all the time. And then the second other one is when I was a little bit younger was uh, uh, Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. Those okay. are two games where if you got invited to a friend's house, you're playing that fucking game. Oh god, game. yes. You were playing Super and Smash Super Brothers. Super Smash is yeah. yeah. So those two both those two games probably took up did a lot of Did you have a GameCube? I I did. Oh Ooh. no, wait. Wait. I had it on Nintendo actually. My all my friends had it on GameCube, so I basically had it I played it all the time. Yeah. 
just like I was as good on GameCube as I was on Nintendo, you know. When I lived in Florida, I was the PlayStation Two friend, and then my Me buddy too. Julian, he was the uh, the GameCube friend. Yeah, oh god! Gotcha, so he gotcha. would come to my house, and we would play Jack and Daxter and all those fucking games, oh, Crash yeah. Bandicoot, Sly Cooper, and, and, and Sly Bandicoot. Cooper. I didn't and then at that. his house, it was fucking Super Smash Brothers, and it was on, dude. We I were love fucking that game. like. Just throw back sodas like fucking Cokes and Mellow Yellows and we would fucking <laughs> play suit and play Pokemon on our um, Game Boys. Game Boys Jesus love Christ, that. man. Take what a me time. back. Take me back. I know. Can back. I do that again? I had so much fun when I was I did. I found like a vintage video game store. I bought, like I had my old GameCube. I bought a random Pokemon game. I got bored. I, I can't do it anymore. But <laughs> there, that was an undefeated era when we were like fucking eight years old, man. We had... What a time. So good. Well, that leaves you, Dan. All right, I'll make it quick. Number one, RuneScape. Number two, World of Warcraft. And number three, Roller Coaster Tycoon. Oh, no, I'm just Jay, fucking with you guys. Was like, I was about to say, that's computer. First off, uh, RuneScape is on the computer. Number, that doesn't uh, even count. Nah, guys, I'm just kidding. So number three, NFL 2K5 with Terrell Owens on the cover. Yeah. Still the best football game ever made. Number two, uh, what the hell was it? Uh, Uncharted 2, A Thieves' End. Video games, specifically for PlayStation, was one of my favorite series of video games. I like that one. And number one that needs to be remastered as soon as possible. The Simpsons Hit and Run. Oh, what? that one was a good one, Dan. That I like that one. I never that played that. Game it was a great game. I didn't either. Amazing. It was amazing. Was it like Grand Theft Auto? It with was Simpsons? like Grand Theft Auto with the Simpsons, it, but it the was, missions. It was amazing. The missions were so good, man. It, it's it's a game, and the thing is, like, you look for it online now. It, it's like a hundred bucks. Oh, I bet. So, wow. um, I like those games. Um, but gentlemen. What time is it? I love everybody's video games, but I think it's time to make a transition. Football. Because, well, hold on, Daniel. What kind of what kind of podcast are we? We are a football podcast with some beer. Okay, so with some beer, we had some some stories this week. (laughs) Want to kick it off with something that happened earlier this week, and my team specifically related. The Eagles and the Saints made a trade in the draft. Philadelphia traded the oh shit the well no, let me do sixteenth the eighteenth and the nineteenth and the hundred and fortieth and then the two hundred and fifth and then maybe the one thousand seventh and maybe as well as the six hundred and ninth as well. It's, I cannot tell if you're bullshitting us. <laughs> I'm so bullshit. The 609th pick? It, the I don't think is, that many that's, picks. Yeah, that, that's that's that many the funny. Picks, that's but. the funny thing. You didn't know. That's how we did. It's so confusing well, that you I didn't even know. What I meant was the beginning part sounded realistic. Did he? But then you started throwing some shit at the end, and I, I was like, is just, this a half-truther? I think he just proved the theory that if you add a TH to a bunch of numbers at the end, it's kind of believable. <laughs> <laughs> if you add a to the end, like 609th. <laughs> I right. believe I got, I got to pull it up here. The <laughs> Saints get this year's 16th, 19th, and 194th pick this year. And the Eagles get this year's 18th, 102nd, 237th, a first round next year, and a second round in two years. So the Eagles got away with it because they got a first rounder, right? And the Eagles, Howie Roseman bent Mickey Loomis over and, and, and showed him the 50 states. Yeah. <laughs> this was a highway robbery. At least the 48. By the Eagles. So I want you to look at it this way, gentlemen. 
Essentially, the Eagles traded the 16th pick for a first uh, next year, a third this year, and a second in 2024. And the quarterback class next year is much better. So they're going to have two first-round picks. They have two second-round picks and two third-round picks next year's draft. Hold on here. Why are you concerned about quarterback? I thought you liked because if quarterback. Jay, because what, I, I'm not the front office. What if Jalen Hurts doesn't pan out? They have the ammo to trade up for either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Okay. Insurance. Yeah, exactly. This was an insurance policy. I'm in no. the insurance. This there's is no, perfect. Bro. <laughs> there's no such thing as an insurance policy insurance. in the NFL. You either have your guy or you don't. There, there isn't a guy that's a starter that is okay with transitioning to being the backup if he's the starter. Well, he has to move to another team, and then it happened, but not with the same team. No yeah. way. No, I, I just I, I think that this was this was their plan. I knew they initially wanted a 2023 first, just because they weren't going to draft all three. You got to worry about in four years signing all them to contracts. No fucking way. Yeah. So I, I think this was absolutely a robbery and an. Great move by Howie Roseman. It, it was. I agree. I think it's pretty mutual, though, because like I was saying, there's there's more value for, like, think of it in a money way. The dollar is worth more now than the dollar will be worth more next year okay. like because of inflation, right? There's no better value than now. And if the Saints need something now, then it's worth it to them to trade up and get it now. now. Yep. The Eagles, like you said, might have their quarterback. So they can, like you said, play take around. that first round, yeah. play around. Insurance. So the Saints need something now. What I, what that something is? Both I don't of know. them ha- might have the quarterback now. Jameis might be Jameis the quarterback. Long term. I I agree, but the, neither is Jalen Hurts at this point. Come well, on. Neither is Tua Tagovailoa, but that's okay. perfectly fine. <laughs> but we're not talking about the Dolphins. Yeah, the I don't, Dolphins I don't know are if getting a hundred percent rule out Tua yet. I would the, say he, he, he he's be right on those. the borderline. The thing is, they got yeah. all these weapons. This is his trial this is run. His this trial is it. Run. After this, if he doesn't take him to playoffs, yes. No, hell, not just take him to the playoffs, but at least make it. Unfortunately, actually, he has to make it to the divisional round at the very least. He has to make it to the divisional round. It's not wild card is not good enough. He has to win the wild card and he has to make it to the divisional round. To me, round. I'm looking at style of play too. If he can actually complete balls down the field, then I will say that yeah, so, and so he's at that's, such a fine point in I his career that it all culminates. He has to make it to the divisional round. He cannot fall out in the wild card. He's a, it, I'm I am assuming Buffalo wins a division. He's a second string if he doesn't prove himself this year. I'm not quite sure I'm on the same page as you in terms of what do you mean by that? Like he has to make it to the He has to round. he had cuz I'm assuming that Buffalo is going to win the division. So Dolphins only chance of making the playoffs is a wild card spot. They have to win their wild card matchup. That's what I'm saying. He has to win the wild card matchup. In order to keep his job because as a he's starter. he's already been there before and didn't win it? No, or? but the, the stakes are high. I mean, if he doesn't make it to the playoffs a third year in a row with this team and this receiver, he's done. Unfortunately, I think that's the amount of pressure he has to deal so with. So you're saying it's not good enough just to make it. No. He's got to. He's got to win the wild card game. I just, I just want to say, I didn't mean for this to get on the Dolphins at all. Um, <laughs> it's funny how thing, it got there. Yeah, fuck. The, the thing that I will say about this trade from two standpoints, the extra third that Philadelphia got gives them ammunition to trade up. You it does. You, you don't You're saying package host, one of your first-round picks. You don't host two top, we'll say top seven prospects 
if you don't think that you might be able to get them in Sauce Gardner and Thibodeau. The other, flipping it to the Saints, I think the Saints have something else going on. Because there's no way you give up a first next year if you don't have a plan. They do. I feel like they might package a player with a pick and move up and get... I think they're going to jump Carolina for a quarterback. Yeah. Someone always does it. But but if this year's class, like this is one of those classes I don't want to touch. It doesn't matter, bro. This is supply and demand at its finest. Malik and Kenny Pickett will be gone after the first 10 picks. And the thing with Malik is what I'll say. You sit him behind Jameis for a year, he has the most upside out of all the class. And you want to know the smoke I saw this week? What? Desmond Riddler from Cincinnati could go in the top 15. I heard there's a lot of buzz there. That is smoke. This is about the time where I really, really start looking into things. Dude, I'm so excited. Right about now. I usually tend to stay away a little bit. Can can I but just now. say one other thing about the draft? Yes, saw, Dan, please. I saw um, the offensive tackle from Alabama, Evan, o, Evan Neal. Mm-hmm. Uh, very strong possibility for the Giants. But people are like, imagine pairing Andrew Thomas with Evan Neal. What is so good about Andrew Thomas? I've heard nothing but bad things yeah. about him. I, I can't pick out anything specific other than the fact that he's done a horrible job protecting <laughs> Daniel, Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes. Danny turned the ball over. Danny yeah. turned a huga. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, you know that that's that's a big trade. I, it is. At the end of the day, it's two franchises that eh, middle of the pack, kind of you could say, that are looking to, desperate to make a move to get out of middle of the pack. So okay. we'll see which one comes out on top in the future, won't we? Yes, we will. Yes, we will. It's uh, it's 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 exciting. Um, <laughs> imagine we don't. We all go blind. We literally can't see a fucking thing. <laughs> Can't see shit. We look. We reflect back on this episode like, well, oh, fuck. Four, yeah. four blind mice here. We yeah. Watch NFL Braille. Yeah. And the other Great. thing, other thing I want to say, folks, is there's the potential for us to have our first live show on the first round of the 2022 NFL draft. There's I potential. Would so love uh, that. there is. So, stay uh, tuned. Stay tuned for that. But you never know where these horse ch- chestnuts. I, will I want go. to transition. We briefly got into. We're Nutting not going chest. to horse chestnut. I don't live there anymore. That's not what we Dan, mean. You will always be a horse chestnut for, to anyone. You know, and yes. to yeah. any of us. And I would like all our listeners to read into that word very deeply. You will know where Dan lives. Yes. Horse chestnut. Nut. Okay, guys. We briefly started to get into this conversation before because I saw it on Twitter. Do you guys think Marshawn Lattimore's a top five corner? Dan, let me tell you one thing. I think he's not. Okay, so who would you rank? Who would you rank before him? Well, Dan, <laughs> I think he won't tell you that. I'm not going to tell you that because I need a list in front of me. But I can tell you, I think he's around six or seven. Okay, Florian, I'll throw it to you. Do you think he's a top five corner? Um, I'm well. I'm kind of on the same thing. Let me list them out here. Here we go. I think that Xavier and Howard and Jalen yes. Ramsey are yes. both better. Yeah. I think that um, Stephon Gilmore might be better. No, oh, not no. now. Not right now. Maybe not now. He's cooked. I'm going to throw God. Jay Alexander in there. Like, I am. He, to me, is top five corner. Tredavious White. I don't, there's so many yes. here that I have to look at. And through. big play Slay. D- Darius Slay. Uh, and, you can argue. I do. And, to be honest, uh, Marlon Humphrey. He might be up there. Honestly, Darrell Rivas I think almost, he's too. Be- <laughs> 
I'm joking. Yeah, you better be. Yeah, Ma- oh my I, God. I think I think Marlon Humphrey is severely underrated. <laughs> yeah, severely underrated. Looking at all these names, oh, that's man. what I'm just listing them out. I'm trying to look at another one. <laughs> so, so okay, so list, Daniel, your top five is Jalen Ramsey. Uh, no, it? Dan, Dan, it's <laughs> not Jalen Ramsey. It's <laughs> Xavier Howard. Dan. First and <laughs> foremost, <laughs> I love how Dan tried to put your and then, order in. <laughs> and then, and then it's. Uh, Jalen Ramsey. Uh, a space. Xavier <laughs> Howard again. Or, uh, All right, you guys suck. True. And then it's a space. Then Jalen Ramsey. And then who else did I say? I don't know. Who, who did you say? Here. Uh, okay, Darius Slay. Xavier Howard. Jalen sure. Ramsey. Sure. Um, Jair Alexander is a good one. Um, I would say Marlon Humphrey. No, big play Slay and then Marlon Humphrey. And then you could probably put him at six. Okay. Okay. That's a fair list. I think people are discounting Humphrey because of his injury this year. Xavier Rose. Xavier Rose. But he is a good fucking corner. Definitely is. He really is. Um, I already would kind of put Patrick Sertain up there. I mean, he just for so good. Top seven. Top seven. So good, man. I'm taking JC Horn over Pat Sertain. I know, I know. If J.C. Horn wouldn't have got hurt and played a full season, his trajectory probably would have been higher like, than I like Sertain's. Hum- Humphreys, too. Humphreys. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Interesting. I know, you know, for me it goes, and we'll jump to the next thing, uh, Ramsey, um, Xavier Howard, uh, Jair, uh, Trey White, and uh, Darius Lay. Yeah, Tredavious White, too. That, yeah. yeah. See, that's another person. We're <laughs> really you were so about. happy Dan said Xavier Howard second. Like, well, yep. at least he knows I, he's right he, behind that ass. At least he ass. knows that he's at least top two. Speaking of... <laughs> he is top two, I can tell you that. Speaking of Tredavious White, you know, he's on the Bills, and I know, you know, I said it to you guys this week, Stephon Diggs is the most recent receiver of a big-ass extension with... Buffalo to keep him there essentially till he retires. So I wonder, and what I'm going to ask you guys in relation to that, who is the next receiver to get paid? Mm. Or is there going to be a front office that sees the contracts that receivers are getting and says, maybe we should move him because this might not be smart. And I'm going to give it to you. I saw a rumor this week. There's teams watching the Terry McLaurin situation. Just going to say that. That's a good one. That is a good one. I love that question a lot. And let's paint that picture even more. So right now, Tyreek Hill is number one paid receiver. He just got paid. Yep. Then you got Stephon Diggs. If this contract comes out like what they're saying. Yeah. And then number three is Devontae Adams. Uh Uh-huh. So we're we're in a range of 64 to 72 mil right there. Okay. Wow. That's insane. A lot of money. A lot of money. Big money. Yeah. So, I mean, you got the receivers are, that are looking to get paid. Debo. We, yep. We, I mean, we briefly talked about this yeah. last week. Debo, A.J. Brown, um, Ooh. DK, and oh. Terry McLaurin. Terry, yeah. Scary so, Terry. I mean, what, what do you guys think? Out of those four, who's the most likely to get extended, and who is the least likely, and the team's going to trade them? Debo Samuel, most likely to get extended. Then who's the least likely? Um, DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf. Yep, I, you nailed it right on the head. Yeah. And it's not because I think any less of him than the others. I think that Seattle is going to embrace full rebuild and they're going to try to move that contract. Yep. I, and I think yeah. they get rid of Pete Carroll very soon. Yeah. So, 
I think they I, do. I don't think it's Pete Carroll, and I want to transition to you, Drew. But first, what the you know the T that I saw, they are very interested in Malik Willis, so they could throw him in there behind Who? maybe that Drew this Seattle. They throw him behind Drew Lock for a year, but still, if you are Seattle, there's not a path this year where you are winning over six games. There's just not. I mean, you play in the hardest division, so exactly. the competition isn't helping you no. out. It's no longer the hardest division. Yeah, well, it's no longer the hardest division, okay. but still. In the NFC. The the thing is, do you – you know you're going to have to pay him. If a team offers you like a second or maybe even a first, do you not take that deal? But no one's offering a first for DK Metcalf. I saw a report that the Jets offered 10 and uh, Seattle turned it down. I will take Drake D- London over DK Metcalf right now. I, right now. I, I, oh, there's we'll there's a few things wrong with that. But also, if I'm DK, don't go to the Jets. Don't ruin your career. You're so he young. He doesn't have a choice. <sighs> it's but, not his decision. Oh, then hold out. Just retire and unretire. <laughs> Get the fuck out <laughs> of here. But you lose York. all that guaranteed money. Uh, Yeah, well, you'll forget it guaranteed again. Yeah. Speaking I can, of Drake I London, Drake needs to come out with a song called Drake London. Yeah, that yeah. would make sense. He needs to come out with some songs. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of really upset with your comment. Honestly. It's okay. You want to take a look? Drake lap? London is trash. Um, that is the but, dumbest thing I've but, heard. So, look, DK. He's a big ball receiver in a Pac-10 who people call him a jump ball receiver. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside was the best jump ball receiver before he got drafted. He didn't have the I athletic see the skills. Same no, J.J. Arcega was not even compared to him like that. Get out of here. He's Mike Evans. Oh, God. Drake London is Mike yeah, Evans. Yeah, that's crazy. Traylon Burks no, Mike is Mike Evans. Evans. All right. Mike Evans is Mike Once Evans. Once you guys have yeah, watched yeah, a full no. football game of Drake London, when you sat down and watched four full quarters of them, then we'll talk, okay? Yeah, okay. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. All right. So, anyway, um, I yeah, DK Metcalf is most likely to get moved. Um, and Debo, I also think that um, AJ Brown will actually get extended. Yes, I don't. I don't think Tennessee does can let him get, go. Does he get more than Diggs? Hell no, I don't, I don't uh, think so. I don't know Tennessee's spending standards. I don't know what so they typically do. They gave Tannehill right over twenty-five million. Yeah. I think they're standing. Okay, so they're, they're shitty. They're trigger, million? Million? Weren't they they're number one on that happy. list yesterday? No. Yeah. Were they? No. So then, yeah, I could see them. I could see them extending him. They they don't have a passing game without him. He's been their number one receiver three years in a row. Yeah, over Julio. Over Julio. And you you can find people can say, well, Julio's out of his prime. Maybe you might have an argument there, but him out of his prime is still better than half of the receivers. Yeah, in it's kind of like the LeBron James exactly. thing. Exactly. He's still a top five. It, or exactly. Like 10, you know what I mean? A t- ten. Yeah. You can put him in the top ten. Julio. Julio for sure. After the last two seasons, I've been really disappointed if with Julio had a stock, you buy now. You buy in now because he's low, right? Yeah. Yeah. Next year. <laughs> so, I don't know. I would be worried I, about his next year. I think they will definitely extend A.J. Brown. I think he's also – him and D-Bar, like, they mean so much to that team. They're two important um, factors for both of those teams. Without them, they are significantly worse. Yeah. They are signi- okay. like Debo Samuel is everything to the 49ers. He is the 49ers. And A.J. Brown, if Derrick Henry gets hurt again, they don't have um, Deontay Foreman anymore. He's on the Panthers. Yeah, I agree. No way. Yeah, Deontay think- Foreman is on the Panthers. So they have nothing without Wow. If Derrick Henry happen? gets hurt again. Panthers are still fucking trash. If Derrick yeah. Henry gets hurt again and they don't have A.J. Brown, that's not a playoff team. And the Colts take that division easy. I agree. I think 
Trey Lance needs Sam Debo Samuel more. Yes, especially any year he's going to start. Yeah. I completely agree with you. Um, the can, I was going to say something. Can we talk and about how I the pan, like blind. we're from Charlotte or we live in Charlotte? This is coming out of Charlotte. We don't mean to hate on the Panthers, but that franchise is. Did not, you see the? They're report not aligned with winning football I'm not game. Happy they, right now. they brought in for interviews like seven quarterbacks. Oh my god! In the in the draft that yes. are going to get drafted. Yes. Oh man! I think like they're going to reach. I just I think what's going to happen is the Saints are going to trade in front of them. Somebody else is going to do that, and then the Panthers are going to reach for somebody, and it's going to set their franchise back once again. David Tepper is focused on the other type of football. Yeah. <laughs> That's very clear and obvious. <laughs> it's, it's you know, there, I just think there's so much uncertainty right now. And the last thing I want to get to is, so Sauce Gardner, the best corner in the draft is what I'll say. He came out this week with a tweet that said, I am the best player in the draft. Hmm. Do you guys agree or disagree. It's a bad draft uh, this uh, this year, and I wouldn't say a corner is going to be uh, For, a num- like the best player in the draft now. So it's like a bad draft in terms of quarterback talent, maybe a couple other positions. But there's a lot of good wide receiver, talent. and I think I actually think corner is pretty deep. I would say yeah. my favorite player in the whole draft is actually on Notre Dame, and that's the Kyle, Kyle Hamilton. 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 That's he, fair. he is my favorite player that yeah. I have seen. Without a doubt, that guy is something else, right? And I know athletes. That guy is something. A fucking else. athlete. He's he's tall. He he's is. Big. He gets. I've never seen someone get across the field so quick and, so, and watch balls like he does. He it's he's like a spider monkey, and so, I I know when spider monkeys. So you 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 do not think Sauce is the best? No overall player in the draft. Oh, hell no, Mister College Resident Gentleman guy here. Uh, do you think? He is the best prospect in the draft. No, I actually think I will take Trayvon Walker in Georgia on the national title winning team. He's the most diverse player in the draft. Yeah. Who's battle tested. The- Defensive end. He's had to chase down a lot of good quarterbacks. He can pick the ball. Yeah. I mean, he can play a lot of different positions in the pass rush field. So. The only thing I worry about, I think I think he's tremendous, but I think he's getting a little gassed up. Like, people have him as high as two, and I think that's a little high, personally. Like, I think him going over Thibodeau is a little little much. Who, Doug Thibodeau? Doug Thibodeau, well, owner of the Dimmesdale Thibodeau. But here's the thing, Dan. It's Thibodeau and Hutchinson are, like, your pure pass rushers, right? Yeah, it's fair. You're getting them to get sacks. Now, Trayvon Walker has the potential to get equally as much sacks, but also be an open field tackler. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's more okay. of a Vaughn Miller. That's fair. Where Hutchinson's are like Bosa's. So pick your poison, right? That's fair. Florian? Yeah, I think this is a pass rushing draft. Um, the the best players, the best athletes in this draft are pass rushers. Ergo, your Thibodeau's and Hutchinson's. Those are the two best Thibodeau. players. I can't really st- – it's like splitting hairs. I don't know who's better. I think they're both going to be outstanding in the league. This year is clearly um, a pass rushing, and and to be honest, the value of that position um, has 
increased so much that I think it might be the third most valuable position in the entire game. Right. You have quarterback, you have offensive line, and then you have pass rush. But see, the Boom. first two define the positions you said there define why the DN is next important. Because yeah. as the quarterbacks and offensive linemen get better, yeah. how the fuck are you going to stop exactly. them? Exactly. Edge rushers. And to me, those are the two. It's very clear. Now you have some outstanding talents like Kyle Hamilton at safety. Um, I mean, you have potentially two quarterbacks that might make it in the league, but it's very doubtful. But that's what I'm saying. This is clearly a pass rushing draft. I think I haven't. It, it's kind of a down draft, I would say, compared to like the last three years. So okay. um, I don't know the full depth of everyone in this draft class. But from everything I've gathered, it's clearly a pass rushing draft. And those are oh, the yeah. two best players. Okay. You know, I, I like that. I'm in the camp, too. I don't think he is the best player in the draft. I think him and Derek Stingley from LSU are 1A and 1B for the two corners in the draft. Stingley's there's not good. there's not a super big drop-off to, like, uh, uh, what the hell's his name? Uh, Trent McDuffie from Washington. Uh, and I'm forgetting a couple other corners. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think he is. I, I, I think Hutch or Walker or even Kyle Hamilton are better prospects. Yeah. So, you know, kind of like what I alluded to, though, you know, maybe we have a little live draft party. I'm I saying. would love to have that. I would. Um, well, why don't we, uh, Florian, once again, what are we drinking tonight? Okay, yeah, we'll do a quick sound off again of the beers we're having today. By the way, I've, I've got a great fucking buzz going. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm feeling amazing. Yeah, I'm um, we have Queen City Blues. It's a blueberry sour ale from Lenny Boy Brewing in Charlotte, North Carolina. We got Sycamore's Mountain Candy also in Charlotte. Hell, these are all in Charlotte. We have a collab between two great breweries, Triple C and Birdsong. It's called Three Little Birds. It's a rice lager. Again, it's like a fusion between a Blue Moon and a Sapporo. If you know, you know. And then lastly, this was definitely one of the most creative oh, that beers. that was great. Um, we've had on the podcast so far. Artwork is interesting. Um, flavor profile is definitely something experimental, we'll say, but it tasted really good. It's also from Triple C Brewing. It's called a Rainbow Sherbet Sour Ale. Guys, honestly, I, we really haven't had any misses, I think. We've had a we few haven't. misses, um, and I will admit I've contributed to a few misses on the podcast. <laughs> but overall, I would say like 92% yeah. of the beers we've had have been absolute fire. Hell, at this point, I'm looking at the shelves. I, we've had like fucking this is, 50, 60 beers. This podcast so. is making yeah. me realize how many good beers there are in Charlotte. Oh, and how many yeah. more we haven't tried yet. Yes. Like, there's constantly new breweries opening. Oh, yeah. A little, little opening. <laughs> a little opening. Guys, look at our pictures on Instagram. Um, we have a lot of cool beers on the wall. You know, these, these breweries are getting it done. I will say that. Yeah, and if you guys want to know anything about the beers... Like, comment, and subscribe. Yeah, and we'll tell you what we thought about those beers. If I liked them, if I didn't like them, because I'm, I'm, I like beer, but I don't like beer. I'm like one of those like in and out type people. So, yeah, I'll tell you what, what I, what I like. Well, that's an honest review. That is. Can I say something though? That Thibodeau guy. If a business was called Thibodeau, what would they be selling? Libidos. Thumbtacks. (laughs) Thibodeau thumbtacks. (laughs) But like doughy thumbtacks. Doughy. Yeah, that's Do what I'm going to say, thumbtacks. Thibodeau. 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 You either thibodeau. thick dough. What, what I would like to say <laughs> is real quick. Mm. You know what it feels like today for me, boys? What? Mm. 
It feels like Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. I like that. Do you oh, guys that's know? Amazing. Do you guys know why? Yeah, I do know why. Because tomorrow is the 86th Masters yes. tournament, and the greatest, one of the greatest athletes of all time, is 14 months after nearly losing his leg, is teeing it up, and damn it, he's gonna fucking win. So I'm just, I'm real excited. If he wins, I will tell you one thing, guys. I'm going to win money because I, I put I'm gonna money on him. I'm going to streak outside oh, around yeah. our house. I hope he Naked. does too, but I just feel like a lot of people are getting a little emotionally attached to the situation. Of course we are. We love Tiger. Every, any golfer that's a real, real golfer loves Tiger. I'm not even a real golfer. Except for your mom. I, I like him. Your mom does not like yeah. Tiger. My mom's not a real golfer, so that's why. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I checked She's the a, stats. A lot, of, a lot of women hate <laughs> Tiger because Tiger went through the situation. Yeah, your mom he went had like a giant Facebook post, didn't she? I, I'm sure, yeah. She commented on mine. Yeah. Like like a longer one, but yeah. I, you know, just wanted to say that we got the Masters tomorrow. Uh, Masters half coverage comes on at nine o'clock with the featured groups. Tiger tees at ten thirty four, and uh, you know I might 10 be at 34. work ten thirty four, and I might be at work. But uh, he's in, definitely he, going to be watching. Dan's not getting any productive things done in the next two days. Not tomorrow. No. Tiger or Friday. Tiger I'm Friday. Tigers oh. <laughs> and Louis Ostusen's group. No, that's Ooh. that's kind of a little, little Louis. Louis Austin Ust- 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 was like top Ust- ten in odds to he win was. the tournament. Did Louis Austin yeah. is the goal? I Ust- mean, Ust- if if it's not his name that does it for you, can, just <laughs> just read his name again. Can you bet? Can you bet the finish? Can you say 10? it in German for us? It's not German. He's South African. Say it in German for us. I don't know. Austin. The guys, you want to know? I got to hear from you guys this week. Just, you know, the one good thing. But first, you know what I saw this week? So Jordan Speed is from Texas, where they have great beef, steak, and everything. Well, Hideki Matsuyama this week had apparently A5 ribeye. And Jordan Speed goes, no offense to the boys in Texas, but that is so much better. Are you kidding me? <laughs> of course it is. I mean, yeah. like Texas is like the beef capital of America, but of, not of the world. The fucking I've even heard Australian wagyu is is exceptionally oh, good. Like, it is you, pretty good. It's pretty good. I, what so, if we change to wagyu? It's better than American. Table. I can tell you that. Yeah, better than American wagyu. Daniel, let's let's change our podcast to Dan, to wagyu of the of the round table. Oh my god, I would love that. Wagyu I could tell you one. I could tell you one thing. Well, I'll get a Richter scale of one to twelve, and I'll I'll tell you what is what. <laughs> a Richter scale. He's measuring stakes <laughs> by earthquakes. Then we we'll get the thermometer and tell you which one's the best. Imagine that little meter just going back and forth like it can't handle that flavor. <laughs> Honey, the house is coming down. Earthquake! Earthquake! <laughs> Did um did you guys see the picture of the champions dinner? No, no. no. So the champions dinner. Sorry, I don't want to go on a tangent, but it's it's my favorite week of the year. Up to so the champions dinner is on the Tuesday at the Masters, and the previous champion designs the menu, and all former champions do. Oh, it's Hideki. So, wow. so Hideki designed it. So I saw you know everybody they took a picture together, and this guy like did like a rating of everybody's dress in this last he said zach johnson with the tie i'm gonna show you guys a picture of the tie it said zach johnson did you pull the tie out of your pocket and put it on <laughs> just because of how bad Let me like, see that shit. I'm, I'm trying to find Dude, it here he's got to have the worst style ever so, i mean so i don't even know what zach johnson look, looks look like can zach, you believe he won a masters he's did he hold on here it's honestly embarrassing. Just look at Zach Johnson's time. <laughs> it's, it's like skinny. What year did he win, Dan? 
Uh, I can't even remember. Yo, I don't even know who that guy I mean, is. He looks like 45. So I don't like too. him, honestly. He's one of my he's either least oh, favorite players. Maybe 08 or 09. I, I don't know. I'd have to look. I but saw him on Quail Hollow shoot a 11 on I was a par with 3. You. I was with you. He put oh two in the trunk. Okay, yeah. oh he, hit, he hit a tree and it almost hit him. <laughs> that's, that's worse than me. And I think I'm the world's worst golfer. <laughs> Wow. Oh, okay. I, I can't wait to get back on the link, so guys. It's we'll been get, about we'll, a couple we'll months back. for me. We'll get back I whenever I get back. Yeah, we need um, to get in there. But gentlemen, it's been a fun episode, but I you know, we gotta end it like we normally do. Good thing I of the week. Hear, hear. Good thing oh, of the week, man. boys and girls. Florian, I'm starting with you. Okay. Well I Besides guess, your feet smelling like shit. Yeah, well it's a long day's yeah, work. What are you doing? Um but you know, me and Daniel, we got another client uh for our pool cleaning business, so that's my thing for the week. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, Bo- and I'm gonna round it off with claps. number two. I'm, we're about to get a third client or fourth client <laughs> tomorrow. Whoa. Even better. So I got oh, lined yeah. up tomorrow at eleven o'clock, Florian. Absolute <laughs> sing salabing. Well, I'm gonna make it even better because you just got a fourth client. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Swim in my Just pool. Kidding, no. <laughs> it sounds like one of my siblings is 100% moving down here, so I'm pretty pumped about that. That's a wow. dub. That's that a big a dub, dub, boys. That's, That's what you dub. call a We'll zinger. have to have him as a constant guest. We, we might have to. Who knows? We'll see. Okay. But uh, also, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this weekend's soccer game. Yes, sir. Charlotte yes. FC is playing our rival, Flo, quote unquote, going? Atlanta. Huh? Atlanta United. Yeah. Yep. So it's going to be. cat. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be a packed game. I'll be at the tailgate. I'm not sure if anyone else will be there, but definitely come say, hey, maybe we'll take a picture with a beer together. Hell yeah. So, okay. I'm excited. Who, about who are they playing? It. Who's their rival, quote unquote? Atlanta. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Hell Pro- yeah. Proximity reasons. Yeah. yeah. Proximity reasons. Love so. it. Yeah. For me, yeah. Uh, going to Connecticut this weekend. Been looking forward to it a while. Hell we yeah. are actually on Friday. We're playing, I guess, in Connecticut because stuff's cold year long. They have virtual like courses and you book tea times and stuff there mm-hmm. so we're going to play you can pick whatever course you want you know there's alcohol and stuff and then sunday playing a lynx course for the first time on the long island sound so very much looking forward to that you know it's going to be a very very nice weekend you know i'll be able to report back next week are you flying yeah we fly out like seven forty on friday um so ec- excited for that mm-hmm. um but before we get out of here First, I want to give a shout-out to the breweries again. Triple C for that wonderful rainbow sherbet. The collab between Birdsong and Triple C with the little riceroni lager. I liked it. We Rice-a-roni. have Sycamore's Mountain Candy and Lenny Boy Blueberry Kettle Sour Ale or Queen City Blues. Make sure you guys give us a like you know, comment, subscribe. We love hearing from you guys. We're actually going to post another poll for next week as to what you guys want us to, you know, debate for the top three things. Because, I, you know, we're doing movies. I enjoyed the video games this week. We got a little long-winded, but still, yeah, always bro. a great conversation. Yeah. Be on the lookout this week, and we're going to be posting clips. Uh, I know some of the flights will be at the soccer game. And like I alluded to, we might be live at the first round of the NFL draft. We might so, be. Oh, um, get it. Stay tuned for that. Yes, sir. Um, you guys got anything to add before we get out of here? No, I think you summed it up, Dan. Not a damn thing. Yeah. Okay. Get us the Take fuck out of here. Take okay. it or leave I'm it. I'm ready to go to bed. Well, like I said, boys and girls, uh, appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, be sure to check us out on all social media platforms as well as all podcast platforms. Hope everybody has a wonderful week, wonderful day, and 
We'll talk to you next week. This has been episode 18 of the Flights of the Roundtable podcast. Good night, San Diego.